Welcome back to our podcast, Speaking the Truth in Agape Love. I'm Chad Mitchell. Got David Finch here with me. How you doing, David? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, if you guys have a question, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and bring this up now. If you would like to visit with us, you can email us at truthinagapelove at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook, uh, Truth in Agape Love on Facebook. Um, and you can send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about what we study here uh, in this podcast, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love, and even if you just want to say hi. Um, and, you know, even if there's something that you, some other topic that you want to discuss, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to correspond with you. And, um, David, you're always willing to uh, email, text, talk on the phone, whatever. Yeah. Uh, just send us a note and we'll get in touch with you. And if you ever want to have a personal Bible study, you know, in your home or we can do it at the church building, wherever you want to have it. Mm-hmm. If you want to open up and have a Bible study, I'd love to, to have a Bible study with you as well. Absolutely. So with that said, we're going to talk about what we studied on Sunday. We had a lot of good discussions and a lot of good studies in the Bible. And we're going to start with Jonah. We talked about Jonah on Sunday, and uh, it's one of our, it's a good um, lesson for us. Sometimes we think that it's just a kid's lesson. They, that the, you know, we, we see the cutouts of the fish and Jonah and all that, and the kids have a good time talking about a fish swallowing Jonah. But there's a lot of things for us adults to learn as well. And so I think what we'll do, um, maybe we just read um, a few verses. Um, or we could just kind of, uh, kind of explain what happened to Jonah. Yeah. Who is Jonah? Jonah's a man of God. Yep. What, and so what did he do? You know? Well, in, in chapter one, we see that the Lord came to Jonah and told him to go to Nineveh, arise and go to Nineveh and preach what I tell you. And instead of going to Nineveh, he tried to flee from God, you know, as if you can run from God, but he yeah. tried to. He tried to flee from God and go to Tarsus. And so what happened in um, God made a great storm come about. And down in, starting in verses 7 of Jonah chapter 1, he says, And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and, f- and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. So right there, they understand why this huge storm is upon them. And what's beautiful to note First of all, this isn't the beautiful part, but Jonah did not want God to forgive Nineveh. Yeah. The Lord is merciful. When you look at chapter 4, we, we see that, that he wasn't just afraid to go to Nineveh because he was afraid of them turning and, and killing him. You know, that wasn't his fear. His fear was God would show them mercy. Yeah. And he did not want God to show them mercy and that's why he fled and we talked about this on Sunday uh, why didn't why what was why was he so uh, against Nineveh they were two different nations okay mm-hmm. 
And it could have been that those two nations didn't get along very well. And we talked about, let's say, like the United States and North Korea. If God told David Finch to go to North Korea and teach Jesus, you're going to be a little... A little bit scared. Scared about that, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And, and scared, but uh, also going, God, no one's going to listen to me there. Yeah. You know, why do you want me to go do that? And he was using his preconceived ideas about Nineveh um, and not listening to what God wanted. That's right. He was going against what God wanted um, him to do. Yeah. He was going against God's will. And, you know, the... Here's the beautiful piece about that. So Jonah did not want God to show them mercy. But then when you look at um, verses 12, they asked Jonah, what, how can we rectify this and how can we get God to stop the, the storm? And in verses 12 of Jonah chapter 1, and he said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea, then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to land. Yeah. So they did not. No, they're like want to throw. We're not. Yeah, they wanted to show mercy to Jonah mm -hmm. when the man of God did not want to show mercy to Nineveh. Yeah, and that's a great point here. Absolutely. That um, they they were like, no, Jonah, we're not going to throw you over. We're going to. Here, we'll get on these oars. We're going to oar to shore. It'll be fine. Yeah. But they couldn't do it. That's right. And then they, you see that they prayed to the Lord mm -hmm. in verses 14. And they said, We pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life and do not charge us with innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleases you. Mm -hmm. And so they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't want innocent blood. They're, they're saying... Don't let this charge fall on me. Yeah. You know, don't don't hold this against us. Yeah. You know, so to speak. But they, that was not what they wanted to do. No. They they wanted to show Jonah mercy, mm -hmm. but this was the only way. And and boy, what a great point that if they were showing more mercy towards Jonah than Jonah was shown towards Nineveh. Yeah. Not to mention, first of all, Jonah's running from God. Can we hide from God? Clearly you can't. <laughs> no, no, you can't. And I think another point that was brought out um, that's, that's really good is um, God. Well, let, let's talk first about what, what happened to him after he gets swallowed up by this fish. Yeah. Okay. And what does he do? This is when he turns to the Lord. That's right. In, in chapter 2, what's he do? He starts praying to God. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's got a lot of remorse. You read. Go ahead and read. And, you know, this is, it's almost like a, a, a song, almost like one of the Psalms. You know, mm -hmm. it, that's the, the tempo of chapter 2. But then when you get down to verses 7, you brought out a really good point. It says, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Yeah. You know, this is really a strong indication that he... This is when he repented. Yeah. And the word repent means change of mind, mm -hmm. which, you know, which causes you to turn away from it. Yeah. And so this is where he, he is illustrating he's turning back to God. He yeah. wants to do the Lord's will, 
not his will. Yeah, and you know another great point too that um, we brought out was uh, um, we're all guilty of of this because when did Jonah start praying to God? When he was in the belly. When he got <laughs> swallowed up by a fish. Okay. Yeah. And how many times have we um, prayed to God when we need something? Yeah. And never any 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 t- other time. Yeah. And, and so this is a great example for us to not let it get to that point. Don't let it get to the point of being swallowed up by a fish before you That's ask right. for help. And don't don't wait to pray to the Lord until mm-hmm. you need him. I mean, he's not he's not a genie in a bottle. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. he's he is always ever so present, and his blessings always shine upon us. Yeah. You know, each and every day is a blessing. You look at Ananias and Sapphira, as we talked about last week in Acts chapter 5. When the Lord ended their life, it was just they could not breathe anymore. Yeah. You know, how how much we take for granted his blessings. Yeah. To breathe is a blessing from God. Yeah. And we, we, we take so many things for granted, especially yeah. as Americans. Okay. Oh, especially as Americans. Um, you know, and... Oh, what do we say about going camping? We we go camping so we can appreciate the things we take for granted. Every <laughs> yeah, day. exactly. You know, a, and we camp in, in trailers. You know, yeah, and, and yeah, and then we got these RVs that we go camping in. That's so terrible. That have kitchens and beds. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, but you know, the thing is that I think that we can learn here is uh, don't be the guy. You know, I I mentioned. Um, a friend that only calls when he wants to borrow a tool or need something. Yeah. Okay. And we can't be that way with God. That's right. When we call God, we want him to recognize us. Oh, yeah. hey, Chad. That's right. to you. <laughs> right. And so um, it's very important. Um, but he prayed to God. He humbled himself. He humbled himself and he realized he did the wrong thing. Yep. And what happens? The, the fish spits him out on dry land. That's right. And you know... That goes right back to James 4, 6, when God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Lord showed grace mm-hmm. to Jonah by vomiting him out of the mouth. You know, that's when he was willing to listen to Jonah when his heart was right with the Lord. He came back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And what happened? So he gets spit out on the ground. I'm going to read um, in uh, chapter 3 here of Jonah. The first few verses here. He says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, you didn't listen to me the first time. Now here comes the second time. <laughs> um, so Jonah, uh, it says, uh, So the word of the Lord said, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah, what's he do? He arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's um, walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a feast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Then the word um, came to the king of Nineveh, and he rose from his throne and lay aside his robe. Converted himself with, uh, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed, and published throughout Nineveh by the creed of the king and his nobles, saying, "Let there neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. 
do not let them eat or drink water. So, Man. was that the reaction that uh, Jonah thought was going to happen? That's the the reaction he feared. Yeah. That's the be. weird thing. Yeah, could be. Because in, in chapter 4, as he talks about it, in, in chapters 2, mm-hmm. he says, So he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, oh, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore I fled previously to Tarsus, for I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. He didn't want to go because he didn't want God to relent from doing harm to them. Nope. And so he was... He was afraid that the Lord was going to show mercy. He was afraid that they were going to turn to the Lord. Yeah. He wanted them to to be punished. Yeah, he did. And, boy, they they were ready for it, weren't they? That's right. And, you know, that's the thing. Um, we uh, may have a preconceived idea about someone, mm-hmm. and we're not going to talk to God to them, about God to them. You that's know, right. We have a preconceived idea. Jonah had a preconceived idea. But guess what? God knows everyone's heart. Yep. And, you know, I, I, I describe it like this. You know, like, uh, I've known some guys that are biker guys, you know, they they got tattoos and they just got the look, you know, that look of, I'm mean. Yeah. And angry. And some of the nicest guys I've worked with in the trade look just like that. They, they wouldn't hurt a fly on the wall. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you look at them first, your first opinion of them is not good. Yeah. But they turn out being great folks, you know, and you tell a story about um, someone you worked with that you had no idea that they would be receptive to yeah. talk about God and study from God, about That's God. That's right. A friend that you had, that you worked he with. He was, yeah, when I worked at the post office, he was, um, he was a gentleman that, Every other word out of his mouth was mm-hmm. foul language, you yeah. know, and and so the the last thing I thought was that he would want to study the Bible, mm-hmm. and he was he was talking about something, and I don't want to get into the the topic, but I just said, you know, I would love to study that mm-hmm. with you sometime, mm-hmm. and of course he knew who I was, and mm-hmm. he said I've been wanting to get back and studying the Bible, mm-hmm. and I was I was floored, I yeah. was like. I never would have imagined you wanting to, mm-hmm. to read just, you know, from how you are. So, And we don't know God's intent. That's uh, right. You know, the things, the things that he places us to be in, the things he places us to be in. Um, but God knows the heart, and he knew the heart of these people in Nineveh. That's right. And in, in 1 Samuel 16, verses 7, ties right into what we're talking about right okay. now. Um, this is when the Lord told Samuel to go. To Jesse and pick one of his sons mm-hmm. and anoint him as as the king. And in verses seven of First uh, Samuel sixteen, he says, "But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart." Mm-hmm. And so, right there, we see the. The Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at something that we cannot see. Mm-hmm. We don't know the heart of man. Only God does. And so the Lord seen the heart of these men in, in Nineveh yeah. and their willingness to humble themselves back to the Lord. Yeah. But you also see the the Lord's mercy. I mean, they were 
they were wicked. And well, yet... And, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I just kind of bring up the kind of the next point um, that, that come out to me was Jonah tried to change the will of God. Yeah. But it wasn't happening. That's God's right. God's will was going to be done, whether it was Jonah or somebody else. God would have sent somebody else. But it was Jonah's job. Yep. Like, I mean, he went to him a second time and said, okay, I need, you know, it's kind of like a kid. You know, you tell your kid to do something and you, do I need to bring the, the switch back out again? <laughs> you know? yeah. Okay. You know, the threat. And, uh, you know, Jonah did, did what God wanted him to. That's right. And just like it says in Isaiah 55, verse 11, he says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but yeah. it shall accomplish what I please. Mm-hmm. And it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. Mm-hmm. So the Lord spoke to Jonah. It was going to be accomplished yeah. through Jonah. Yeah. And, you know, if he if he fought back again, he would have had another yeah. belly of a fish to go into. Oh, yeah. But no kidding. You know, <laughs> but he learned his lesson. He learned his lesson. And, and you know, his. Um, I just now noticed this. Okay. In verses... Uh, Three at the end it says it was a three days journey in extent and in verses four it says and Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk so he he hustled oh that's true he hustled to get there yeah I, that's something I just I heard noticed that. when when you read it and I was like mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. he hustled to get there he was adamant in doing mm-hmm. the Lord's will yeah yeah he was gung ho ready to go that's right yeah and 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 boy what a great um, example for us. Um, there's so much we can learn from Jonah. Um, he he was trying to go against God, but it couldn't happen. And, and today, we cannot ourselves go against God and be pleasing to Him. Right. You know, He's given us the same uh, the same thing. You know, uh, in verse uh, back to verse one. Now the word of the Lord um, came to Jonah the second time. Yeah. As the word of the Lord came to us. Absolutely. In yeah. full. In full. Yep. And are we to follow it? Absolutely. Just like Jonah In full. Was. In full. <laughs> yep. We cannot change it. We can't go, you know what, God, I don't think those folks are very worthy. Nope. We can't. If God tells us to do it, we got to do it. And and we have the same instruction uh, given to us today. Well, and I just thought, that, you know, how you were talking about in verses 1, came mm-hmm. to Jonah the second time. Mm-hmm. We can't just read the Bible once and think we, we know it. Yeah, right. We have to continue to go yeah. to it. And we have to continue to meditate on it. Yeah. You know, 2 Timothy 2.15 tells us to study to show ourselves approved. Mm-hmm. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And yeah. so, you know, we need to study it. We need to meditate on it. And there's a huge difference between reading it and studying it. Yeah. You know, this isn't the first time we talked about Jonah. You know, we were talking about it in class. Yeah. And I'm still learning things from it. You know, oh, just man, as we yeah. keep going as we go over, this, we keep learning more. more. Points. We're getting more points out of it. That's right. And yeah. so that's that's how we need to be with all of the Word of God. We need to continue to meditate on it and yeah. continue to go back to it. And that's what we're doing here. We're talking that's about right. it. That's right. So if any of you have a question, be sure and email us. <laughs> if you if you thought seen something as we're talking about this, we'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. And, and we can learn something as well. So what else can we talk about, Jonah, um, other than God's... I mean, that's kind of where we ended in class. 
that we're going to talk more about him uh, yeah. this this coming Sunday. But and you know, um, as in our uh, workbooks, it says in chapter four that Jonah runs ahead of God. You know, and in chapter four we see him telling God to end his life. You know, he's. Mm-hmm. It's not your time. You're running ahead of them, right? And only the Father knows. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark 13, verses 32, not even the, the angels in heaven nor the Son knows when he's coming back. You know, that that is the Father's glory and only his glory yeah. to, to come back. And, and he will decide, and we don't have a right to kind of try to jump ahead of the gun there you know we yeah we are simply here to just do his work and when he calls us we go and and we tend to as humans do that we want to jump the gun um how many times has the world been predicted to end yeah (laughs) it's almost a joke at this point yeah exactly i've i hear people say it you know predict it and i'm like well that's when it's not happening yeah that day is when it's not going to (laughs) happen Uh, but we don't know the time nor you know we talked um, about the thief in the night that's right you know Jesus is going to return like a thief in the night and do any of us know when the thief comes no 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 we don't know so yeah but that's a that's a really good good strong point too that Mm -hmm. the father only knows when he's coming back so we just live every day like it's our last because it very well may be it very well may be yeah absolutely all right well let's kind of transition here um to uh the lesson that you brought um and i brought this up uh if, if you want to listen to um the lesson that david brother david preached to us on sunday you can do that on our facebook page on blackfoot church of christ on Facebook, we stream um, our worship service there, so you're welcome to go look, listen to that there. But we're going to talk about some of the highlights. The I like highlights. doing that. We're like ESPN highlighters. Yeah. Um, but we've got a lot that we could talk about, and we're able to talk about it a little different than in a lesson. Um, but again, if you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, speaking the truth and agape love at gmail.com. You can send us a message, uh, send us an email if you have any questions. But I think as we go through here, when you read, and the text is Hebrews 11, 8 through 40. And this is the honor roll, right? You might yeah. say of, of faith. And can we find any examples in the, in the Bible of men of faith? All throughout the Bible. <laughs> All throughout. <laughs> there's tons of them. And of course, there's more than just mentioned here. But the I think the biggest one and the that's brought up first here in Hebrews is, um, is, you know, um, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham and Sarah. And in Genesis 2, 12, 1, um, is where the account is of them getting out of your country. God told them to leave their country. Yeah. And so, you know, speaking of camping, <laughs> uh, if, if God told us to go home, Pack your bags. Just take the essentials and leave. Well, where are we going? Don't worry about it. Just go yeah. to another nation. Yeah. How easy would that be? First off, for us, but to explain that to our wives. Yeah. 
Okay. And the, the faith of Sarah just willing to follow him, too. Yeah. I mean, my wife would be asking a bunch of questions. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not to put down my wife at all. It's, it's that, where are we going? Well, I don't know. How are we going to make money? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who's, who's going to Let's just dwell us? in tents. Yes. Let's take a tent, pack the tent. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not going to go over very well. <laughs> um, but they, we don't see anywhere where they argued about it. No. They just did it. That's right. They just packed up and went. That, that great faith that he mm-hmm. showed right there, just willing to up and go, having no idea where he was going, just at the word of God, just mm-hmm. going. Just going. And what faith that is, I mean, for, for them to have. And, you know, and then, and then we see uh, kind of the next point with Adam, or not Adam, Abraham. 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 I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. Here. <laughs> but the next point we have of him is um, God gave him a promise, didn't he? Yep. And the promise was to continue his 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 seed. See, as numerous as the the stars in heaven. That's right. And what a promise. Yeah. So I mean, that probably was, you know, a, a great thing that that really made him happy that that God promised him a seed. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? In chapter six, 16 of Genesis, you see that their lack of faith. Yeah. Thinking that they needed to help God yeah, in some way. Um, uh, you can just picture a, a certain amount of time went by and it's like, well, when's this promise going to happen? Yeah. Come on, God. When, I'm getting impatient. And Sarah, of course, was well past the age, mm-hmm. you know, and so she's just like, here, take my, my maidservant, Hagar. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know... Um, Ishmael was born to, to Abraham. Yeah. But that was not the promised seed from God. No. Nope. God did not need their help. No. Nope. And then what you, a couple chapters later in chapters 18, we see God come to him again and say, you know, where's Sarah, your wife? And she will, she's going to bear a child. And what did she do? She, she heard and she laughed within herself. Mm-hmm mocking you know laughing in, in a mocking manner where yeah right you know and but again there you see sarah's lack of faith but then when she got called out for laughing within herself even after trying to deny it he said no but you did laugh yeah and i want to read this uh, genesis eighteen fourteen. yeah says because uh, she laughed and the Lord said to Abraham in 13 and the Lord said to Abraham why did Sarah laugh saying shall I surely bear a child since I am old yeah and then in 14 it says is anything too hard for the Lord at the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son that's right is anything too hard for the Lord nope that's right nope and it's interesting because you know kind of talking about this whole situation. Do we tend to try to help God today? Like yeah. Like they tried to help God? I think we're all guilty of that. We're all guilty of it. And and does God need help? Nope. No, because he says here, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Nothing's too hard That's for right. the Lord. And, and so, you know, there's so many things that happen today um, where people try to help the Lord, even in our worship. Yeah. Um, they bring in things. Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have um, 
uh, we're going to bring in a rock band, and we're going to bring in this music that's just going to bring all kinds of people. New, a new generation, young generation. We're trying to reach the young generation. We're going to bring all these new things into our worship. Yeah. Is And then at the end of that, we're going to have a little bit of study, and that we're going to get the word to the people. Is that how God planned for us to have? No. To do it? And, you know, that is digging into silence of the scripture and mm-hmm. that's that's one thing you know a lot of people try to say well the lord never said we couldn't mm-hmm. you know in that question or in that comment you're really stating where your heart is yeah. you're, you're seeking for yourself mm-hmm. but when you look at deuteronomy 29 29 it says the secret things belong to the lord our god mm-hmm. but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law mm-hmm. We do all the words, you know, and throughout the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, Galatians 3.15 and Revelations 22.18 and 19 tells us, do not add to or take away from either. Yeah. So do not add to it. Do not take away from it. And the secret things belong to the Lord. Those things in silence belong to him. Yeah. And so to dig into it and to add things that the Lord never permitted we're adding to the word of God and we, we cannot do that you know and it doesn't matter how much we're trying to help he's not asking for our help he doesn't need our help yeah I think it's a great example just a silly example if we put out a TV or a radio commercial and we told everyone hey anyone who comes to our worship service this Sunday is going to get a hundred bucks we're going to get a lot of people yeah hundred dollar <laughs> bill we're passing hundred dollar bills out at the door and you're gonna get um, you gotta you gotta sit through our worship. Why are people gonna come to church that Sunday? Yeah, for the word or for the hundred bucks? That's right. <laughs> it's gonna be for the hundred bucks, you know. And and really, when we try to help the Lord like they did here, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, we're just adding. We're uh, people are gonna come to for the wrong reason. One thing that um, I just thought of, and we were just studying on Wednesday night. Uh, about the um, Christians that were persecuted oh, by yeah. the Roman emperors. That's right. Um, there's a the member was it Nero? Nero. Nero was one of them that persecuted him. Yeah, he was the one that was favorable. I can't remember his name. Constantine. Um, yeah, Constantine. I think that's right. So what Constantine? He he kind of thought, you know, if these guys are willing to die for Very their religion, point. maybe we should start listening to them. And actually, it was started giving favor to the Christians. Yep. The thing is, he started offering a reward to anyone that became a Christian, was baptized and become a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, which probably brought people for the wrong reason. It most he certainly did. He started adding to uh, the, the gospel in a way that um, made it so they weren't coming for the right reason. And he offered a reward for anyone who got um, baptized and become a Christian. Yeah, giving them... I think it was white robes and, you know, mm-hmm. and that just shows the, uh, that's when paganism really started coming into the church. Yeah, and, and he started helping the Lord, really. Yeah. The same way tried. that Sarah, <laughs> yeah. the same way that Sarah tried to help the Lord um, pass this, his promise yeah. that he made for him. And we start changing how we bring people to the word different than what. Um, God has uh, given us example of and it doesn't work yeah and you know it's not 
the job of the one sending the message to save them. Mm-hmm. You know, just as in First uh, Corinthians, Paul says, you know, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Yeah. God is the one who will add. God is the one who will do that part. Mm-hmm. We preach his word and we don't, we don't alter it. We don't change the doctrine in any way because then it is no longer truth. Mm-hmm. And we are giving a false sense of hope yeah. to people. And they say, well, but David, this is a new time. That was 2,000 years ago. This is a new time. We got new people. Yep. I'm going to tell you, everyone we read about acts exactly the same that people act today. Oh, yeah. Well, and <laughs> The human tendencies are all the same. Yeah. We have all the same temptations. We have all the same tendencies. We are exactly the same people as those people were then. That's right. You know, when you look at First uh, Peter chapter 1, mm-hmm. verses 24 and 25, this is exactly what he's talking about. Okay. He says, Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its yeah. flowers falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word by which the gospel was preached to you. Yeah. The word endures forever. And, you know, Hebrews 13, verses 8, Jesus Christ was the same yesterday, today, and forever. Matthew 24, 35, Luke 21, 33. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will by no means pass. And so it doesn't matter if times change. Mm -hmm. He even tells us time is going to change. Mm -hmm. Doesn't change his word. And we've all got, we've all bought flowers for our wives. Okay. Both of us, I'm yeah. going to say, we've, they last about a week and a half. <laughs> Not in my house. She doesn't do good at watering either. Okay. So. So, but <laughs> a couple days is gone. It goes away and it's gone. Yeah. It, it gets thrown out. But God's word doesn't ever change. Yeah. Ever. And we don't need to change it and we don't need to help God out. Yeah. And right. even, even looking at 30 years ago, mm-hmm. technology, we oh. didn't have tablets. We didn't even have phones. Yeah. You I know, think and, uh, you and I, uh, we've got two cell phones here. We got uh, an iPad, a laptop, and a, and another tablet. Yeah. Electronics. Yep. You know, yes. and we are very blessed with them. Yeah. However, we didn't have that 30 years ago. It's like a whole new world nowadays. Totally different world. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much the world changes. And like 100 years ago or before planes were created, I'm, if you said a big hunk of metal is going to be flying through the air, they'd put you in an insane asylum, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're yeah. crazy. Well, and, and I mean, I'm flipping through my Bible here on my phone, and I love this thing. I can yeah. search anything and get it mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, and it, yeah, so, yeah, all that changes. And God's allowed us to have this technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but His Word hasn't changed from when Jesus you know instituted that's right that just shows the perfection in god yeah his word is perfect yeah you know and and we don't change it yeah let me turn over to jude chapter 1 verses 3 he says beloved while i was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation i found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. So yeah. it was delivered once and it was delivered for all. Yeah. It's delivered. And something I like to point out is who's called? 
Who's called to God's word? All. All. But who will answer? Is anyone That's left out in the call? No. No. I don't care. If you're black, brown, orange, white, purple, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Everyone is called. Romans. Human being. Human being. Yeah. Every human being is called. That's right. But like you just said, what'd you say? Romans 2.11, for God shows personal favoritism to no man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You said something before, who will answer the call? Yeah, that's the big question. Yeah. Who is willing to turn to his word and only his word? Yeah. You know, and a lot of times people get what is called, or what I call preacheritis. I don't know if you heard that term. Mm-hmm. But they say, well, my preacher said, Mm -hmm. well, my preacher said, Mm -hmm. if it contradicts the word of God, he is wrong. Yeah. You know, for example, um, the big thing that's going on right now is homosexuality. Mm -hmm. If all 7 billion people on the earth want to believe that homosexuals will enter into the kingdom of heaven, well, that contradicts what God says in 1 Corinthians 6 verses 9 and 10. Guess what? All seven billion of us are wrong, and God is right. God will always be right. He is, he is the creator. You know, he is, we're here because of him. And so he gets the say. We don't. And it doesn't matter how many people try to turn from it or try to change his word. You cannot change his yeah, word. Absolutely. Can't change it. Well, and just kind of bringing us back to um, the faith aspect you know, we, um, we, we got several people here that we want to talk about. Um, one of the biggest ones would be um, Moses. Yeah. The next one that we could talk about is Moses. Yep. And um, the faith that he had. Um, Man. How did he grow up? He was the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. Yep. He was in the house of the Pharaoh. Yeah. You know, when you yep. think about that... He gave all of that up mm-hmm. to suffer persecution. It wasn't just for anything. I mean, he suffered persecution because of it. And, of course, we know the story. We've all uh, remember the basket. He was found in the basket because the pharaohs uh, killed all the babies yep. of the Hebrews. That's right. And um, he was saved, which is kind of funny because his own daughter saved him. <laughs> the, the one that he was trying to kill Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, and he was entered in as one of the family of Pharaoh. He was considered her son. Yeah, and yeah. and he had anything he could ever ask for. That's right. We understand um, by the history how rich the um, Egyptians were. They, they really were a rich nation. Oh, yeah. And especially if you're the son of Pharaoh. Yeah. And so, um, basically, he gave all that up yeah. to serve God. Yeah, as it says in Hebrews 11, 24 and 25. Yeah, go ahead and read that. It says, By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Mm-hmm. He was willing to give it all up, and not just willing to give it up, but suffer affliction yeah. with the people of God. Yeah. He was willing to give it up and suffer affliction. Mm-hmm. Again, and we talked about that suffering affliction. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, d- 
going through trials strengthens us and we have many more blessings after the trials than we really would realize that we would have. That's and of right. course, God blessed Moses. Oh, yeah. He blessed him, but he didn't know that was going to happen when he left Pharaoh's yeah. house. I he, mean, through him, all the, the children of Israel were saved mm-hmm. that chose to follow. You know, mm-hmm. he, he led them through the wilderness. Mm. And, well, it's called the Law of Moses. You know, the Old Testament is called the Law of Moses. Through God used Moses, you know, as one of more of his stronger tools. Mm. And even through that, he had a lot of various trials that he had to go through. Moses himself. You know, many times he he cried to the Father, why are you... Why are you having me go through this? They're crying to me, and mm-hmm. these are your people. You know, what's what's going on? And and so he had a lot of trials as well. But through it, he became stronger in the Lord. Yeah. You know, just like in James 1, verses 2 through 4. You know, he says, My brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, mm-hmm. knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be complete and perfect, lacking nothing. Mm-hmm. So, there is this reason for us going through it. Yeah. It's to learn patience. Mm-hmm. And, but let patience work. Yeah. Let patience have its perfect work because it's, it's allowing you to be perfected and mm-hmm. complete in God. Yeah. And I think, you know, I always like to um, relate it to something in life that we can understand uh, that we go through. We go through trials mm-hmm. every day. And we've been through plenty of trials. When I learned to weld, we would weld uh, a position that was really difficult. And then you'd move on to a harder one and a harder one and a harder one. And then the teacher would have you come back and try that easy, the first one again. And it was easy because Mm -hmm. of what you learned in the next ones. It made that first one easier. Yeah. You know, and we talk about even just driving a car the first time you drive a car. You had a white knuckle grit, you know? And That's now right. we're just kicked back driving. Driving with my knee sometimes. Drive with your knee. <laughs> Certainly not as intent as you were the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're better at it, you know, than, than you were when you started. And and in our walk with God, it's the same way. That's right. As a babe in Christ, we're going to go through trials. And every time you're asked, well, why do you believe what you believe? It, it becomes easier to answer. Yeah. You know, and speaking about um, preaching. Yeah. The the first lesson you ever brought? Oh, man. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you taught about God, it was good. But it was not easy for you to give. No. But now, looking back, how much easier is it now than it was when you first started? Yeah. You know, and it's that way for me. I mean, whenever I gave up my first talk, I was, I couldn't hardly speak, you know, I was so nervous. Knees are shaking. Yeah, and, and now it's not that difficult. I mean, uh, it's not that difficult to stand up and talk to people about Jesus. And so that's what we have to build on, you know, through all this and, and count all the tra- trials that we go through as joy and actually a strengthening of our faith um, yeah. in, in God. Which could transition us into another one that we wanted to talk about, and that's um, in Daniel, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, that's one of my favorite ones. Yep. 
I say that about everything. You do. Well, there's a lot of favorites. <laughs> uh, I That's love okay, this though. story, though. Um, it's Daniel 3, 15 through 18. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we're talking about faith here. Um, you mean to go on with it? Yeah, go ahead and read it. So, starting in verse 15, but backing up a little bit just to kind of get us into the context. Nebuchadnezzar built this big statue out of gold, and he commanded everyone in the in the village to bow down to it. And when it came to Nebuchadnezzar's attention that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not bow, they were brought before King Nebuchadnezzar. And so in verses 15, this is Nebuchadnezzar giving them a second chance to bow. So starting verses 15 of Daniel chapter 3, it says, Now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good but if you do not worship you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fury furnace and who is the God who will deliver you from my hands mm -hmm. and I love their quick response like they yeah. don't even have to think about it yeah Shadrach Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fury furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image that you have set up. So they, were, they didn't know that God was going to answer yeah. They didn't know that God was going to deliver them. They were willing to die in that fiery furnace for the sake of God. They would not deny Christ or yeah, and deny God. I think a good point to point out here just real quick is um, how much faith do we need to have to stand up to a king? Oh, man. Uh, for our God. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we don't realize this in, this in our country here. There, if... If the king decided that you need to be put to death, it happened. No trial there or was, nothing. There was no jury, no defense lawyer, no prosecutor, no nothing. Yep. There was. No, it was like if if the if the king decided you need to die, you're dead. And to bring out a really good point, Saul with David. Oh yeah. He had a spear next to him, and David was one of his best advisors. Mm -hmm. He was very loyal to Saul. Mm -hmm. But the spear was sitting next to Saul, and he hurled it at David to try to kill him. Yeah. You don't see Saul mm -hmm. having to answer for that. The king doesn't answer no, for his No, the actions. king can do whatever he wants That's in right. a dictatorship. And, and David that, had to flee, wrongfully accused. He had to flee. Yeah. And, and the, we don't realize that. And, and, and that's the, the point that, that's brought out here. Yeah. Is this, how much faith did these guys need? I mean, a firing furnace, we could continue on. You want to continue on there and, and, and tell us what happened? Yeah. It says, uh, starting in verses 19, yeah. continuing on, it says, that Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and his expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was yeah. usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fury furnace. Then these men were bound 
in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fury furnace. Therefore, because the king commanded, or the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. And he rose in haste and spoke, saying to the counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Isn't that something? Oh, man. You know, just the fact that when they threw him in there, and the guys that threw him in there died from the heat, and the fact that they're able to see a shadow or a vision of, or... See four people. See four people in this fire. Yeah. Wouldn't they been consumed already? That's right. You know, and and there's four, and like the Son of God, isn't that something? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain that. Yep. And then when you look down at verses 28, um, let me see. Yeah, verse 28. It says, Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servant who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made in ash heap because there is no other god who can deliver like this. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that something? Absolutely. And, and so, really, uh, was it a trial for these Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I mean, it, I mean, that took some guts. Try to put yourself in their shoes. That took some guts. Absolutely. To stand up to the king. And be willing to die. Yeah, they were willing to die because they didn't know if God was going to help them or not. They didn't yep. know if that was his will. They would not turn on God, though. No. And, and how much stronger were they coming out of this trial than when they entered? If they would have just went, I call it belly up. Yeah. Well, the king said, you know, we'll yep. just do this because he said, and, and we're not really going to, but, you know, we're not really going to be worshiping the idol, but we're just going to do this because the king said. You know what that reminds me of? Peter. Okay. The apostle Peter. Mm -hmm. When he told Christ, I will never deny you. Until death, I will not deny you. Yeah. Soon after that, what did he do? He denied him. Three times. Three times. <laughs> he denied right. him three times. Mm -hmm. And so... But the, what I'm trying to bring out is I have no doubt that Peter was very sincere when he said, I will never deny you, Christ. Mm -hmm. I will never. But being faced with it, mm -hmm. then he backed out. Yeah. You know, he went belly up. Yeah, it's one thing to say something, but to actually follow through. That's with right. That, In the face of it. Yeah. You know, and that's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was facing. Mm -hmm. They were facing this torture, and mm -hmm. yet... They were willing to go through with it anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, just great faith. And their faith shows their righteousness mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. So I want to look at something because we're talking about trials. Um, in, we brought out James 1, 2 through 4. 
Mm -hmm. I think it's a great um, verse to end on here. Uh, I'll go ahead and read it. Yes. Um, James 1, 2 through 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's right. Perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And do we have to have patience? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to have patience. And um, our faith, um, what was it? I brought up a verse, um, walking by faith. We walk by faith. Second uh, Corinthians 2, 5. Or 5, 7, sorry. First Corinthians oh, yeah. 5, 7. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah. And certainly today, we walk by faith, not by sight. That's right. And um, we should count it all joy when we fall into various trials. Yep. That's easy. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so easy. No. But this is what we see the apostles doing. You know, when they were um, brought before the council and they... The council commanded them not to speak of Christ. Yeah. Speak, yeah. speak any doctrine of Christ. <laughs> and this is when Gamaliel told them that, you know, if this is from God, let it be, lest you find yourself fighting against God himself. And then in verses 40 of Acts chapter 5, it says, And they agreed with him, being Gamaliel. And when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So they departed, being the apostles, they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy mm -hmm. to suffer shame yeah. for his name. And when they got beat, it wasn't no a slap on the hand, stop it. Yeah, beaten. No. I mean, they, they were, were beat, I mean, ruthless in that time. I think, was it like 39 stripes? It was 40 minus 1. Yeah, so Just 39. in case if they miscounted. Yeah, and they had, the whip had like bone and things that would tear the skin. Yeah, and it, it's not just one leather strap. It was like, to try to explain it, it, it was a handle with about three to five mm -hmm. leather straps coming off, but intertwined in that was either bone or glass, whatever they had available. I'm not sure what cut, they had. Designed to cut the flesh. It was designed to rip into the flesh. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that was something that... Um, we just don't... We can't even imagine it. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, a lot of people died mm -hmm. just from that because of the amount of blood loss. Yeah. And so... And they left rejoicing. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Mm. <laughs> no, but, you know, they suffered shame for the sake of Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, when you... Uh, just a little bit ago, I had an atheist or a... Uh, Agnostic is how he wanted to refer to himself. But he called and, and uh, talked with me for six hours. Mm -hmm. And every chance he got, he tried to belittle me and tried to talk down to me because he couldn't understand why I would believe that God created the earth in six days. And uh, he wanted to believe science. And I said, well... 1 Corinthians 2, 5 says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he didn't want to hear that. But, again, every chance, he tried to belittle me. But I, after I hung up, I suffered shame. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. for the sake of Christ. Now, yeah. it's nothing like what they went yeah, through. Yeah, that's right. But we suffer in, in different ways for the Lord. Yeah, And absolutely. so when you do, count yourself, you know, be grateful mm-hmm. that you were counted worthy to suffer for Him. Oh, man, yeah, absolutely. Because in, in Hebrews 12, and I'm actually going to get into this in my next lesson, but Hebrews 12, um, let's turn over there, actually. Okay. I'm going to hit upon it real fast. Um, four minutes? Mm-hmm. Okay, Hebrews 12, starting in verse, um, well, verse 4. He says, You have not yet resisted the bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have a human father who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seems best to them. But he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Mm -hmm. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Mm-hmm. So there again, there's that purpose, you know, it is to perfect us. We are going through these trials for a reason, but God is dealing with us as he would deal with his son. Mm-hmm. That's comforting. Yeah. And that's why they rejoiced mm-hmm. to suffer shame for the sake of Christ. Yeah. They are being treated as God would treat his own son. Mm-hmm. We are being treated as sons when we are going through these persecutions. Through these trials. And... And they can be as little as we think they are, but we should count it all joy. Absolutely. When we do uh, suffer. And, you know, so many different ways that we can suffer today. Um, And it's never as bad as it was back then. No. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, there's there's Christians that are suffered um, in similar ways today. Yeah. You in know, other countries. Uh, Again, we're just really blessed in this country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freedom of religion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about all we have time for. Uh, we'll go ahead and sign off. And uh, if you have any questions again, we'd love to hear from you. Truth and Agape Love at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Truth and Agape Love. Search us on Facebook. Join the conversation. Ask us a question. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining. See ya.